0: Welcome to the Simply Financial Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Calandra. Today, I wanted to cover the four drivers of the 2021 real estate market, at least my opinion on what are the key four drivers of the 2021 real estate market. Regular listeners will know that I've done a number of episodes on this topic because I believe it's incredibly important. Uh, Back a while ago this season, episode number 19 and number 20, were dedicated to the Red Hot Real Estate Market. I had on two phenomenal guests, Dana Flanagan and then Byron Lazine. More recently, I did an episode with Jason Yurusi of Urusi Holdings and we too talked about the Red Hot Real Estate Market, but from the perspective of real estate investing. So today is a little bit of a summary of what I learned through those three conversations, as well as what I've learned in researching and reading and discussing this topic with lots of other folks that haven't been on the podcast. I think the first driver I wanted to share with you is the money supply. It's very important to recognize that the government's reaction to the pandemic in 2020 was to pump a lot of money into the system. And this was done to combat the economic effects of COVID-19. This is right out of the government's playbook. This is the same thing that the government did during the Great Recession back in 2008, 2009. The difference, though, this time is what the government did dwarfed what they did last time around. The amount of money they pumped into the system made the previous episode look tiny in comparison how big, how much money was pumped into the system. I need a nice visual on this, but if you put out four $1 bills in front of you, one, two, three, four, one of those $4 bills did not exist a year ago. It's been created by the government. So there is, as a result of this pumping of money into the system, there's a lot of money sloshing around. And a lot of people have a lot of money for a variety of reasons, including this very important pumping of money into the system. And so with this money supply increase, this money sloshing around, a lot of it's making its way into the real estate market. It's looking for a home and a lot of it is ending up in the real estate market. One of the dangers of this, by the way, which is a little bit of a tangent but worth noting, is that uh, with that much money being added into circulation, there are increasing uh, signs that we're going to get inflation. Uh, The definition of inflation is too much money chasing too few goods. And we're seeing signs of this, and you're seeing an increase in discussions in the public discourse about inflation, and this is driven a lot by what I just described to you in terms of the expansion of the US money supply. So that's the first driver of this red hot 2021 real estate market. The second one I wanted to cover with you is low interest rates. We are in the United States in a zero percent interest rate environment. Interest rates are incredibly low. They've been low for a long time. Uh, During the early years of President Trump's administration, late 2016 into 2017, the Federal Reserve began to raise interest rates. Many people, including me, thought that we were in for a new trend of rising interest rates. But all of that changed with the arrival of the pandemic and the economic closure we experienced in 2020. And in response to the unprecedented pandemic, the Federal Reserve uh, reduced interest rates and interest rates got even lower than they were before the most recent round of increases we saw a few years ago. And the Federal Reserve is on record saying that they expect that this low-interest rate environment, this historically low-interest rate environment, will not be changed probably until 2023. So low-interest rates are something real estate buyers use to their advantage because you could buy more home, you could keep your payments budget-friendly when your interest cost is so incredibly low, where people have mortgages in the two and low threes, that really helps buoy the real estate market. And so low interest rates is helping this real estate market, helping buyers get into the market, helping them buy more house than they might otherwise be able to afford if we had interest rates like we saw in years past. So that's the second key driver of this red hot real estate market, the low interest rates. The third thing I wanted to talk about is the effects of the stay-at-home economy on the real estate market. I think that you can appreciate that when we all had to stay home, or most of us had to stay home more, that created an environment where we had a greater appreciation. I uh, I know I used that word twice in this short uh, little sentence or two, but a greater appreciation for our homes. And with this money sloshing around, People have decided, well, if I'm going to be home, if I'm going to work from home, if I'm going to travel less, uh, I would like to have a nicer home. And that means that people have decided to buy first homes, buy bigger homes, buy dream homes, buy second homes, uh, buy investment property. And even if they wanted to stay in the property that they were in before COVID, um, they're very open to upgrading their homes, making a better home office. Uh, expanding the back deck, upgrading the kitchen, finishing the basement. You see lots and lots of this. And these home upgrades are helping to drive the value of their properties higher. We also have tremendous vacation home demand. I referenced it a moment ago. But a lot of what's happening is that people are buying second homes and vacation homes. People like in New York City, are saying, well, I would like to have a country home in Connecticut or Vermont or at the Rhode Island shore. You see this throughout the country. And the thing about that, and it's going to tie into the fourth point, is that when these individuals are buying vacation homes, it's not like they're selling one. So they're buying one, but they're not creating another property for the supply of properties that are available. And so the stay-at-home economy, people's desire to beautify, improve, upgrade their homes because they're spending more time in them and they have a greater appreciation of their home, is an important part of what's driving real estate values higher. And on to the fourth point, and this is as important as any of them. It's difficult to rank because I think they're all quite influential in what's going on, but is the limited housing supply. Uh, There is not a lot of homes for sale on the market, and there is a lot of demand, and so economics tells you that when you have a shortage of supply and increasing demand, you are going to get rising prices, and we see a tremendous imbalance between supply and demand, and the thing about this, one of the things I've learned, is that this is something that has been building for a while. This is not a supply shortage that just arrived on the scene when the pandemic did. This is something that has been building a while. I'll I'll reference some great research from Brian Westbury from First Trust. And he points out that the United States should create about one, has been creating, I should say, has been creating about 1.25 million homes a year, new supply. The target, according to his research, is that there should be 1.5 million homes built a year to just take care of population growth, as well as to counter housing supply that comes offline because they get destroyed in fires, hurricanes, they become outdated, need to be torn down. So for a long time, actually probably since 2006, we've been running annual deficits between the amount of homes that we need and the amount of homes that are being built. And when the pandemic hit and all those other factors came into play, it really exaggerated this shortage of supply. It made it seem like it arrived overnight, but it had been building for a while. Again, Brian Westbury uh, taught me that we hadn't hit 1.5 million new homes uh, since 2006. So again, this shortage didn't just arrive on the scene, but has been building up for over 15 years. The pandemic kind of unlocked uh, this shortage supply when we had demand increase. Crazy set of events. But this limiting uh, limited housing supply is a very important driver in why the red-hot real estate market has occurred. And the thing about the limited housing supply, just like most, actually all of these four points, is I don't see how any of them change anytime soon. This increased money supply, I think it's here for, uh, with us for a while. Low interest rates, I already said, the Federal Reserve is on record saying that they're going to keep rates at or about where they are until 2023. The stay-at-home economy. Granted, the economy is opening up. People are getting vaccinated. The numbers with COVID are better and better at this point. Could change, but things have improved a ton over the recent couple of weeks. Uh, the stay at home economy, I don't think we're going to go back to how we were before COVID. Things changed and probably changed permanently in many instances. And with this limited housing supply, I don't think it's going to change soon. You can't just go out and build new homes. Uh, There's a life cycle, there's zoning regulations, there's a lot at work. So I think this real estate market, the conditions that are driving it, are likely to stay with us a while. I am not one that predicts that the real estate market is going to have a significant downturn, especially anytime soon. I could be wrong. Circumstances could change and I might alter my opinion. But at this point, I think this strong real estate market is going to stay with us for a while. That does not mean that we'll necessarily have such explosive price increases as we've experienced in the recent past, but I'm not in the camp that believes we're in for a significant decline. I just don't see it, given these four drivers sticking with us for a while. So thank you for listening to today's episode and my summary of the four drivers of the 2021 red-hot real estate market. I will be back with you on the next episode of the Simply Financial podcast very soon. But in the meantime, please go to my website, www.elliotwealth.com. You could find more information about me and my team and how we work with clients, help them achieve their financial goals, and win with money. I'd appreciate it if you check it out. Thanks for listening today.
1: The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of Sage Point Financial Incorporated and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Please note the information being provided is strictly as a courtesy. When you link to any of the websites provided here, you are leaving this website. We make no representation as to the completeness or accuracy of the information provided at these websites, nor is the company liable for any direct or indirect technical or system issues or any consequences arising out of your access to your use of third-party technologies websites, information, and programs made available through this website. When you access one of these websites, you are leaving our website and assume total responsibility and risk for your use of the websites you are linking to. Securities and advisory services are offered through Sage Point Financial Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC, insurance services offered through Elliott Wealth Management LLC, not affiliated with SagePoint Point Financial.